Hello and welcome back to the Philly Special Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Russell. As you can see, some things have changed. We've got a real camera here in front of me. It's not just some Zoom meeting anymore. Got a side camera here for Colin's Corner. We've got this background and I'm alone. So a lot of things are a little bit different, but in a lot of ways, it's still the same. This is the podcast for Eagles fans by an Eagles fan. And we're going to talk all things Eagles today. It's going to be a good episode. I think we've got, you know, a great game that we get to cover. Actually going to say some positive things about Philadelphia. So that's nice. Uh, we're going to look at the season going forward. Next week's game, we're going to take a look at the roster, evaluate what we like, what we don't. It'll be a good time. I think a good introduction to this new podcast style. So let's hop right into it. I think the first thing I want to say is going into this game, going into this season, the, there was a lot of question marks everywhere the quarterback position the wide receiving core the offensive line so let's start with the obvious one let's start with Jalen Hurts Jalen Hurts going into this season nobody really knew what to expect there were some experts saying this guy's going to be incredible some experts saying he's going to bust where's he going to fall is it somewhere in between you know my initial analysis and I still think it's a uh, where I'm at is there's going to be some growing pains. You know, I don't think there's going to be a sophomore slump. I think overall Jalen Hurts is going to be a pretty good quarterback this season, but he's going to have his ups and downs as is the whole team. But I'll tell you what, through one game, you go look at that Atlanta game. We saw flashes of something special. This wasn't just a guy going through the motions. This was a guy completely picking apart a defense, executing a game plan to perfection. He hit, all of his passes for the most part, you know, a little lackadaisical in the second half, but really overall pretty well. Uh, and a big improvement, I think the improvement I saw from this game, from his entire season last year, was he was able to get out of the pocket and make the right decision, throw a pass downfield and hit a guy or take off running. Last year, it seems like he was a little bit panicked. Every time he'd get pressured, he'd throw the ball away. Uh, he'd run when he missed a guy downfield, something like that. Not this time, not in this game. He did an excellent job of making the right decision. And that's something extremely valuable to have in a quarterback. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that in Jalen Hurts. This was a huge push for him going forward. So I'm a believer. I think you should be a believer after this game. I understand it was the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to say that a lot. I understand it's the Falcons, but the Eagles did exactly what they needed to do to a team like the Falcons. You know, it was domination. It wasn't a close game. It wasn't a shootout. There weren't a lot of mistakes, penalties excluded. It was really a great game. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for Jalen Hurts this year. I think you should be too. Yeah, great start for Jalen Hurts. Uh, let's look at the wide receivers as well, you know, because they had an excellent game in this one. We all had a lot of question marks going into it. You know, we're not keeping Travis Fulgham, who was for a stretch last season, the best wide receiver in the NFL. And I'm not exaggerating that. I mean, there was about a three-week stretch where he was, if not the best, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. I understand circumstances and what they're saying, training camp with JJ. But what has JJ done? Uh, you know, I just don't, I don't get it. I know he had a decent game on the side, you know, outside of the spotlight where he had some good blocks, I guess. I still don't get it, you know. There's one guy that's more talented than the other, in my opinion. That excluded, um, this is still a good-looking receiving core that has a lot of potential. A lot of potential. A lot of young guys. Uh, Greg Ward, who is a proven guy as far as possession receivers go. I don't even think he had a catch, though, in the game. But And then you count in the tight ends as well. You get Zach Ertz back with that veteran leadership, a guy that was on the Super Bowl team. There's not a lot of those left uh, as far as offensive playmakers. 
um, on the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's a valuable thing to have. You have Goddard who looked great in the game. I think he's going to be good all season long. Uh, and then obviously the high profile thing here is Devonte Smith and he had a great game, him and Hertz hooking up. I mean, this is something that we kind of dreamed of when we drafted Smith, we got Hertz, we got Smith. This is how great teams are made with a good receiver and a good quarterback that can hook up at any point. You see it with uh, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. You see it with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. You see it with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. That's what you want. And that's what they gave us in that first game. And that is excellent. That is excellent. That's exactly what I wanted to see again against the Falcons. But he had a touchdown. It was a beautiful pass. Great catch. He looks good. He looks good. And it was a little bit worrisome coming off of preseason. So it's great that he was able to come in and really establish himself in a good week one and moving that right along into week two is going to be hopefully what's going to happen, but you know, we'll see. I think Rager played well as well. He got himself a touchdown, you know, he stayed healthy. That's a huge thing for him, you know, decent game. He played like a wide receiver too. It's what you wanted to see. Um, the rest of the receiving cores, not a ton to stand out. Uh, I think Kenneth Gainwell had a great game with his running ability, uh, you know, getting passes out of the back as well. Miles Sanders with a silently good game as well. Just breezing through the running backs real quick. Cause I think we're going to be okay at running back. I like Gainwell. I really like Gainwell. I think this is a guy that's going to get more carries and more targets going forward. I still think Sanders is the lead back of that team as it should be, but Gainwell is a good second option. And, you know, week one, he's already proving what he can do. And it's, it's pretty impressive. So I like where we're at at running back. I like where we're at on the offensive line. Another thing that the Eagles struggled with over the last couple of years, uh, but it's working out, you know, it's working out and they got to stay healthy. That's going to be the biggest thing. We've got decent depth, but our starting roster, you know, is still one of the best on paper, in my opinion. You know, I think, when you have Jason Kelsey, when you have Lane Johnson, when you have Brandon Brooks, when you have Jordan Mailata, that's a good set of offensive linemen. And they're effective. I mean, Mailata gets better every single game. Kelsey and Johnson are already established. You know, Brandon Brooks, when he's healthy, is the best right guard in football. And they showed it. I mean, they pushed around Atlanta. They gave Hurts plenty of time other than blitzes. But, you know, that's another story. That's not necessarily their fault. They gave him plenty of time. They did great on the run. I mean, you did everything you wanted from an offensive line. So very pleased, very pleased with the offensive line play. I think they're going to be good all season long if they stay healthy. That's the biggest thing. Here's where I'm excited to talk about the defensive side of the ball. Okay. I said this earlier on in the last podcast. Uh, I've said it online. The Eagles are going to live and die on defense. I truly believe that. Their offense, I think, is going to figure itself out. They're going to be a little roller coaster. The defense is where games are going to be settled. If the Eagles' defense is good, if they are in the top 15 of defenses, this team is going to be good. And they made moves. You know, that's why going into this season before, I mean, at the end of last season, I should say, before any moves were made, I thought the Eagles were going to be terrible. You know, and they still could be. But I thought they were going to be terrible outright. Um, even with production, with levels going up in Jalen Hurts, drafting Devontae Smith later on. But then they added some really key players on defense. Getting Eric Wilson is such an underrated move. To get him at linebacker was massive. And he showed right away 
what he's capable of doing. You know, getting Nelson is big. You know, getting Anthony Harris, who is a veteran free safety, is huge. I mean, they made a lot of really good moves, sneaky good moves that kind of just made me think, crap, I'm going to have to actually believe in this team again, you know? And, you know, we're on a, under a new head coach, obviously. Jonathan Gannon, uh, brand new at defensive coordinator as well. They played great in the opening and Atlanta's got an okay offense. You know, Matt Ryan is uh, one of the best quarterbacks over the last decade, probably not the best, not tier one, probably tier two though. Calvin Ridley's going to be probably an all pro wide receiver this year. Mike Davis played well. Uh, They've got Kyle Pitts, you know, it's an okay offense. The biggest thing that's always been the biggest thing for the Eagles, the defensive line looked so good and they have just so many killers on there, man. I mean, Fletcher Cox obviously speaks for himself. Brandon Graham speaks for himself. But Hassan Ridgeway, sneaky good. Josh Sweat had a great season last year. Javon Hargrave with two sacks against Atlanta is scary if he's going to get going too. I mean, the depth is crazy. They're clearly working together as a unit. Uh, I think Gannon did a really good job of mixing it up, especially when things weren't working. Uh, they didn't give up a single play over 20 yards. That's impressive. That's impressive for a team that's not supposed to be very good under a new, brand new defensive coordinator with some new defensive guys. I mean, they've improved a lot. There's a lot to like in this in this Eagles team. The potential's there. You can see it. I'm just questioning, how's it going to mix? We're going to go up and down, I feel like. You know, there's going to be games where we're going to look really good like we did against Atlanta, and there's going to be games where we're going to be like, what the hell, what are we even doing here? I think with that, let's go ahead and jump. I'm going to go ahead and pull this up here. So give me a second. We're going to pull in and look at the schedule. Okay, so here's our schedule. Weeks 1 through 18 all on here. we got 16 more weeks of Eagles football. That's pretty exciting. I've already went through and filled out to what I think is a pretty accurate representation. So let's look at week number two, where I think the Eagles go back-to-back in wins and win their home opener against the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers had to survive a shootout against Detroit. Uh, I know things kind of got ugly near the end and like they'll probably clean that up, but I really think their biggest strength is their run offense. And I think one of the biggest strengths for the Eagles and has been for a couple weeks is run defense. And I just don't think the pass game has enough to overcome what the Eagles are going to do on offense. I like a back-to-back win. Week three, you know, first game, I think it's Monday night football against the Cowboys. Cowboys look good, man. They look really good against Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. Uh, it was a shootout. They're going to struggle on defense all year long. That's going to be their downfall, you know, but I just think their offense is so good that they'll probably get into another shootout with the Eagles. We usually split with these guys. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to them on the road in Dallas, followed by another tough game in Kansas city coming to town. You got Pat Mahomes. It's just such a strong offense. It's a lot of similar problems to what we we're going to have with Dallas the week prior, but now add in the fact that you have a actual strong defense. So I think we're going to split, and I think we're going to have to overcome some adversity after that going with Carolina. Hopefully, we're going to get some of that back, you know, and Carolina is not a very good team. They looked okay against the Jets, but it was the Jets, and they just looked okay. I think they're still kind of middle of the road, middle bottom as far as team goes. This is a game that we could let slip and go three in a row, and hopefully we don't because that's going to really define the season if you look kind of at the rest of what I've got going on. I like a W, though. I think the Eagles get it done. Then Tom Brady and the reigning Super Bowl champs come into town for a Thursday night football game, four days rest, nighttime Thursday. It's going to be really tough. We just saw what Tom Brady's able to do on Thursday night. Not sure what Philadelphia is going to be able to do. Uh, I don't like the Eagles in this one. 
And as a matter of fact, I think so much it might affect him in the next game. I've got us losing to Las Vegas as well. This is a game that can go either way. Vegas is a tough place to play. We're kind of already figuring that out. And they took Baltimore all the way into overtime in their first week. You know, we're obviously going to have a better picture over the next month of what the Raiders are actually going to look like. But I think they're decent. I think they're a decent team, and I think it's going to be a tough win. I think it should be a good game, hard fought, maybe even come down to overtime or a last-second play. But I just – I'm going to go ahead and give the edge to the Raiders. Now, again, you know, we've got two losses in a row. To avoid that dreaded third and make it a losing streak, I think we beat Detroit. Detroit is going to be one of the worst teams in football this year. They kind of already showed how bad they are against San Fran, even though they had a lot of good stuff. I think their pass game is actually going to be decent. And that would be where they would beat Philadelphia, but I just don't think it's enough to overcome our offense. I like us taking Detroit and winning that one, hopefully pretty handedly. Then I like us turning around and losing at home against Los Angeles. Uh, tough game, man. It's just a tough game. Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, that defense. I think Los Angeles is a sneaky team. I think they're going to be good. The Eagles, you know, they have a lot to overcome in this one. I don't think they're going to be able to find a flow on offense. And I think by the time they do find it, which is going to be in the second half, it might just be too late. And I, I like LA taking it. But then we turn around, we get to face Denver on the road. It seems like all of our tough games, if you look, you know, we've got the Chiefs, we've got the Bucks, we've got the Chargers, we've got New Orleans, and we've obviously got Washington and Dallas all coming in. Tough games at home. And then all of our road games are actually pretty easy, which I guess is what you would want in a schedule. You'd want to play your tougher ones at home if you had to choose. I like us taking Denver down, I guess is what I'm getting at uh, pretty handedly. They're also not a very good team. Orleans, I think, is another team that's going to be sneaky good this year. You know, it all really depends on Jameis. I just think for whatever reason, a quarterback, he's probably going to struggle the week before and then just explode for five touchdowns and like 400 yards against us. They got us or we got them last year. I think they're going to get back and get us this year. Then we go on the road, New York, back to back New York. I'll just get them both out of the way together. Both New York teams are going to be bottom tier. I think they're both bad. I, you know, the Giants always find a way to make a great game against the Eagles, but we always usually end up on top. I don't think that's going to change. As a matter of fact, I have us beating them twice, week 12 and week 16, both on the road and at home. The Jets, you know, how good is Zach Wilson going to be at this point? That's really the question. Again, I think the pass game is the only way they're going to get past Philadelphia, but I don't think their defense is good enough to hold on to what the Eagles are doing. I like them winning. And this is a nice little streak. They put together two wins. Washington, I think we're going to split. You know, I would like to say we're going to win both. I think that's possible, but I think we're going to split. I'm going to give Washington week 15 on the road, uh, or excuse me, at home. I've got a flip-flop for this one. They'll beat the Eagles at home. I already talked about New York. We got Washington again, should split it. Then week 18, who knows where we're going to be. These last two games are so important as they always are at the end of the year. But I like the Eagles taking both and ending on a high note, which what puts us at, I think, 10 and 7. 10 and 7, which, you know, seems really optimistic. But once you get past this kind of middle part of the schedule here where you have to play Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Los Angeles, excuse me, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, uh, you know, it gets easier because we get to play the division and the Jets. You know, in my opinion, from here to here, these are all winnable games from New York, New York, Washington twice, or New York twice, the Jets, Washington twice, and Dallas at home. I mean, they could go 6-0 in that stretch. I really believe that. You throw in 
Denver and Detroit. There's two more wins. Carolina should be another one. I mean, this should be a nine win season based on what we did to Atlanta, who is not the worst team that we're playing. As you can see, I, I like, uh, I like 10 and seven for the Eagles this year and a playoff appearance. Why not? We're all done with that. I say, let's get back to the main cam over here. Yeah. 10 and seven, pretty optimistic. You know, I just go through and it just feels possible. I think just that last stretch of six games, I think they can win every single one of those. And you get that, that's some great momentum going into, uh, going into the playoffs. That's a long way though, you know, and there's a lot of things that's going to have to go right. It really helps as well that even if this season ends up being a flop, we've got the picks, you know, and it seems like Carson Wentz is probably going to play the whole season in Indianapolis, which should hopefully give us another first rounder. The Eagles are really set up for some good success this year. I'm going to post a poll. You guys tell me what you think is 10 and seven too optimistic. Is it just right? What are your thoughts? Uh, maybe I'll even give a couple of options on how many wins you think the Eagles will have. So we'll get that down. All right. I think uh, we've got enough for our first podcast here to get in the pilot out of the way. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're there, get at us next week. Uh, follow us on social Philly special PC on some places. We've got a website. We've got a YouTube. We've got Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're all over the place. Go ahead and check us out. And thank you so much again for watching fly Eagles fly. And we'll get back at you after the San Francisco game.